This is the Talk of Fame Network, featuring Hall of Fame voters Ron Borges from the Boston Herald, Rick Gosselin of the Dallas Morning News, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. And now, let the debates begin. Who is a Hall of Famer? Will they be enshrined in Canton? Do they have the numbers to get in? Let the experts who make the decision tell you who will be signing their name with HOF next to it. And now, it's the Talk of Fame Network. It sound like I'm quiet to you. As loud as I'm hollering, you call me quiet. This is a report. I'm hollering loud because I can back up every word. And I'll whoop any man in the world. And I want everybody out there on TV to know it. I am the greatest. Well, Ron, Muhammad Ali (laughs) was the greatest. Showman, entertainer, boxer, you name it. And of all people, you should know. You covered him for, what, decades? Yeah, since 1975. So I had the honor to ultimately become uh, somewhat friends with him. Great guy, great man, not a perfect man, uh, as he'd be the first to tell you, but a great man. And if for nothing else, and there's many other else's, but if for nothing else, he should be deeply honored for having once said to Howard Cosell, Howard, you a phony, and the hair on your head came from the tail of a pony. Well, uh, I know it's a little out of the box to start a football show by remembering a fighter, but Muhammad Ali was no ordinary fighter. In fact, he was an extraordinary poet, as Ron just demonstrated. Um, And so with uh, Muhammad Ali buried Friday in his hometown of Louisville, Kentucky, we're going to start a show that features Ben Roethlisberger, John Harbaugh, Bill Polian, and the best division, the NFL, and I'm talking about the AFC North, by saluting the greatest sports figure of our lifetime. And that's Muhammad Ali. And you know what? Why not? I mean, we are the Talk of Fame Network, and there was no one more famous, at least during my lifetime and our lifetimes, than Muhammad Ali. And as I mentioned, we're in a good position to do that. Ron Borges is a regular on this show, one of the co-hosts. He, he covers boxing, and he covered Ali, as he said, since 1975. So, Ron, let's get straight to it. What's your best Muhammad Ali story? Uh, well, I'll tell you guys, a favorite one sort of blends what we're all about, uh, which is of uh, you know fame and in football. It happened at the Super Bowl. Uh, I was on uh, the Super Bowl was in Miami one year, and I was on a, the bus. Uh, in those days, they had both a commissioner's party and a bus to take you there. And there I was, I was sitting on the bus waiting to go, and uh, I hear this voice, familiar voice from the dark, yell out, uh, "Hey, brother, someone here wants to see you." And it was uh, my friend Howard Bingham, the great photographer from Los Angeles and Ali's dearest friend. So I figured, hey, great, Howard's coming on the bus. So I look, and not only is Howard there, is Muhammad is, is there, and they're getting on the bus. Now imagine a celebrity, Tom Brady, getting on the bus with the boys to go to the Super Bowl party. Not happening. So the first thing I notice is before Ali turns to sit down with me and shoot the breeze, the first thing he does is reach out and shake the bus driver's hand, and I didn't see another person do that, including myself. Shame on me. Uh, so we shoot to Breeze, and then we get to the uh, the site of the party, and among the people waiting there for him was Don Shula, uh, and there were a bunch of other dignitaries, and they're trying to bum-rush him into behind the velvet ropes. And so we all start to sweep in, and all of a sudden Ali just veers off to the right, and he's heading for these swinging doors. And Shula, <laughs> in that Shula voice, yells out to him, Mohammed, Mohammed, I'm over here. There's important people we have to see over here. And Mohammed looked back over his shoulder. I always remember and said, there's important people I have to see over here, too. And he pushed those swinging doors, the service doors, into the kitchen. 
and he went in there where probably 75% of the workers were black and the rest of them were Hispanic, and the place was pandemonium. It went crazy, uh, and the happiest and craziest guy was Muhammad Ali, who was as happy to see them as they were to see him. And the, the message I've always taken from that, and I wrote about it last week in the Boston Herald and I've told my kids about it, is that what a lesson that is for, for us all. You know, the, the important people aren't all behind the velvet ropes. A lot of them are in the kitchen. Ron Laidley's been spending a lot of time in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I never, I, I never met Ali. I never covered any of his fights. So my most vivid memories of him were listening to his two heavyweight title fights against Sonny Liston, one in Miami and the other in Lewiston, Maine, on a transistor radio. Oh boy. The first victory as Cassius Clay was shocking. The second victory, this time it was Muhammad Ali, was even more shocking. I figured the first one was luck, and that Liston would get the belt back in the rematch. Not so. Well, no, you're right. And if if you guys go out, but go back and YouTube uh, the first fight in particular, you know, I think people's memories of it are are sort of, uh, you know, Liston kind of slowly running out of gas and ultimately quitting on his stool with a bad shoulder. But if you actually watch the fight, Muhammad took it to him right from the start of the fight. It was, you know, nailing him with these combinations and moving so fast, blindingly fast. For a, and that's no exaggeration for a heavyweight. I've never seen a heavyweight, and I've seen most of them uh, ever move. Uh, the way uh, there is no heavyweight that ever moved like Muhammad Ali in that period of time before his exile. Hey, Ron, uh, how many it, fights do you figure you covered of Ali's? Uh, it's probably ten or twelve, something like that. It started in '75, uh, uh, and I would hit most of those from, from there on. Okay, out. which stands out as the most memorable for you? Uh, well, in some ways, uh, you know, the the two that everybody mentions, of course, the thrill in Manila and and uh, and the rumble in the jungle. But you know, for me, the fight that I always tell people, I didn't cover this fight, but I, I watched it. I always tell people, they ask me all the time, what was his greatest fight? Was it? And I always tell them, you want to see the real Muhammad Ali, go on YouTube and find the Cleveland Williams fight, which, which was one of his last fights before he went into exile. Cleveland Williams was a tremendous heavyweight and a very feared guy. And he not only destroyed him, the difference in speed as you watch that tape is stunning. You just, and it's just, what is going on here? These, these guys, why doesn't the other guy take the piano off his back? And, you know, and start moving, but it wasn't it wasn't like that. I mean, it was just tremendous. So that's the fight that really sticks out for me in terms of who he was as a fighter. Uh, obviously, you know, the Frazier fights and the and the Foreman fight are the ones that that uh, everybody will never forget. Yeah, mine, Clark, is the the, the fight of the century versus Frazier in 1971 at the Garden. You know, I thought Ali was particularly cruel in the build of that fight, calling Frazier and Uncle Tom, saying he was too dumb and too ugly to be champion. You know, Frazier knocked him down in the final round, won the unanimous decision that handed Ali his first professional defeat. And I think that was probably the first sign of humility Ali ever showed in the ring. You know, Ron, I, I, I read a very interesting piece the other day by Dave Kindred, uh, who we all know. And uh, sure. he referred to an article that was written years ago by Sports Illustrated's Mark Cram, who I know you know, Ron. Um, yep. And he covered Ali for years. And in that, Mark Cram asked, why isn't enough for people that Ali was the greatest fighter ever. In other words, why do we have to make him the greatest this, the greatest that, the greatest? Why isn't it enough for people that Ali was just the greatest fighter ever? You know? Okay, I'll bite. Why isn't it? Well, you know, because I don't think it's true. I, I know in, in uh, Mark's opinion, he felt that uh, he was more of a tool of the nation of Islam and others than, than a, uh, a free thinker. And I think while initially that may have been the case, over time I, I don't think it proved to be the case. Uh, Mark was also very close with Joe Frazier and felt and rightfully so, that that uh, the cruelty that uh, Rick mentioned that Ali showed toward Joe Frazier should not be forgotten 
uh, and that he was not a saint. And that's one of the things that's sad in a way that happened to him. You know, he went from being the devil in the 60s, you know, right. to the saint in the, uh, you know, in his latter years. Right. And, and but, it, Ron, it wasn't just case. Joe Frazier. It was Floyd Patterson, too, right? Yeah, he was He was mean to him, too. You know, Floyd, I would argue, you know, was both he and Ernie Terrell refused to call him by his right. his his name, you know, which they should have done. You know, give him, you want respect, then you give respect. But he was cruel, and he had to be, no question about it. But, you know, like all great men, he was complicated, and at times a contradiction. You know, he was capable of amazing kindness and understanding of others. Uh, and also tremendous cruelty and, and being demeaning. Uh, I'll tell you very quickly a story about Joe Frazier, because uh, Goose was talking about that fight. Uh, Joe really never could forgive him for uh, try, though he might. And late in his life, I was visiting him. He was living over top of his gym in North Philly, and he had like a big sort of like a loft uh, area that he was living in. And on one wall, there was the biggest picture you've ever seen in your life of Muhammad Ali on his back from that tremendous left hook that Joe landed in the 15th round. So I was kidding. I said, geez, Joe, you know, many problems you have with Ali. You can't go anywhere in his house without seeing Muhammad Ali. And he <laughs> didn't miss a beat. He looked at me and said, yeah, flat on his ass. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Ali was a great entertainer, and that's how I view all athletes and actors. You know, I don't build my own political, religious, social beliefs on what those entertainers tell me. But I do respect Ali for what he was, a great boxer, a great entertainer, and a great activist. Yeah, he was. I mean, he stood up for people that uh, at the time had no voice. You know, uh, now it's easy to forget if you're, especially if you're in the millennial generation, you didn't know it. You know, they, they have no concept. My son, who's nine, or your daughter, uh, or Clark, they have, they have no concept of, you know, colored bathrooms and not right. being allowed right. in a swimming pool. But they, it's so foreign to them. You tell them about it, and they look at you like you're from the moon. Uh, yeah, and right, so at that right. time, it took great courage to stand up and say the things he said and do the things he did. And uh, and he took the pain and he took the heat for it. Well, we're going to stop right there. And thanks for that, Ron. When we return, we're going to begin talking football. Yeah, football with Hall of Fame voter Jeff Hobson of the CincinnatiBengals.com. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. To see how it works, just go to Grasshopper.com. Hey, what's up? We love Burger King grilled dogs. They're made with 100% beef and they're 100%. Mm. They're so good, they make us want to sing like... I can't believe it. Burger King made a grilled dog. Made with 100% beef. Flame grilled anytime you want. You can try it in classic or chili cheese. Flame grilled and made with 100% beef, starting at just $1.99. Get a grilled dog now at participating Burger King restaurants. Flame grilling hot dogs since 2016. Price and participation vary. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. One obstacle many small businesses face is that getting the capital they need can be a difficult task. That's where Cabbage comes in. Cabbage provides simple, flexible access to a line of credit up to $100,000. They have helped 80,000 businesses with over $2 billion in funding. Go to Cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. You'll get a decision in minutes and can start using your funds immediately. Access your line from a phone or computer and only pay for what you take. Make Cabbage your first resort for business funding. Geico presents Kathy, the candid real estate agent. Now in the living room, you'll see this beautiful bay window. It's energy efficient and lets in a ton of natural light. It will also let in a thief when you leave it unlocked and he'll steal your laptop and flat screen TV. (laughs) Now who wants to see the kitchen? It's hard to know all that comes with renting a home or apartment. 
That's why the Geico Insurance Agency makes getting covered for personal property loss and damage quick and easy. Visit geico.com and see how affordable renter's insurance can be. This Father's Day, get your dad the gift of music at Guitar Center. With a Williams 88-key digital piano for just $169, a Mapex piccolo snare, or a Cordoba ukulele, your choice just $49. Get a 12-pack of Daddario strings for just $30, or get a free $10 promo e-gift card with every $50 Guitar Center e-gift card you buy from now until June 18th. For terms and conditions, go to GuitarCenter.com. This Father's Day, celebrate the musician you call dad at Guitar Center, in-store or online. Hi, Tom Bodette. During all these Motel 6 renovations, I've picked up some construction lingo working with the brickies, sparkies, and wood butchers while they shop rocket these renos till they shine like a spool of 10-gauge copper. And even after all the updates with the knock-knocks, Motel 6 still costs you less cheese than any national chain. Okay, time to take off the brain bucket and roll out. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the wattage on for you. Book direct at motel6.com. Here's an idea. Instead of waiting for your boss to give you a raise, give yourself one. It's easier than you think. By refinancing your mortgage with Quicken Loans, you could add hundreds of dollars each month to your bottom line. Like a boss. To learn how, call 800-QUICKEN or visit us at quickenloans.com. Again, that number is 800-QUICKEN. Quicken Loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Goslin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free, yes, free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing that computer down. That's MyCleanPC. PC.com. Well, I know I can win with our next guest. He's a Hall of Fame voter who not only is on the inside at selectors meetings, he's on the inside of the Cincinnati Bengals, too. That would be Jeff Hobson, who's been working for CincinnatiBengals.com for, I think, 16 years or so now, which means he's seen the good, the bad, and the Bengals for a long, long time. It also means he's a good place to start our conversation on the AFC North and why we think it's the NFL's best division. Butchie, Nice to have you back. It's great to be back with you guys, the three wise men. <laughs> three wise guy men. <laughs> but just to point out, it's it's Ron, Clark, and Rick, okay? It's so that three wise men. I don't know. You must be thinking of somebody else. Um, first question, Jeff. Before we get to the AFC North, we've been talking about Muhammad Ali, and, and I couldn't help but notice a post you had up uh, this week on something that happened at the Bengals camp which was at uh, Georgetown College at that time in August of 2009. You want to tell us about it? Yeah, it was. Uh, it just came out of the blue. Marv kept the uh, Marvin Lewis kept the great secret that uh, you know that Ali was going to show up at the end of practice, and uh, nobody knew. And it was uh, great, just just a hell of a surprise. I, I mean, it was to see the guy, and he was obviously clearly not at his best. He was near the end, even though that was seven years ago. But you know, just just kind of sucking in the air uh, that he breathed. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I grew up reading Ron Borges' coverage of uh, Alley, so uh, I, I grew up on him. Uh, he was one of my favorites. Uh, I remember in high school, uh, in junior high, I'd always do co-sell talking about Alley, <laughs> rumble in the jungle, and then when I got a chance to meet him and talk to him, I completely, I, I, I choked. I, uh, uh, I was, uh, I was the Red Sox in 78 in August. I just, uh, 
I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't say anything to the, I couldn't say anything to the guy. I, I, I was trying to tell him, hey, you won the first Frazier fight. And all I could do was just, you know, I just mumbled something great to see you, champ. And he looked at me sadly. And I, that was my one shot at him. And, uh, and I wrote a lousy story, too. I was so shook up. So, I mean, it was just, he's one of those guys. I mean, he's one of those guys. He, he rolled in and guys would never seen him or, you know, I'd never seen him box or anything. And they were, they were all elbowing each other and pushing each other out of the way to get pictures with him. It's quite a scene. Hey, Jeff, I grew up reading Ron's Tales of uh, Joe Lewis. <laughs> well, if you guys would see John L. Sullivan, you would have seen him. <laughs> hey, Butch, why, how and why did the AFC North become the best division in football? Well, I, I think they do the basics. I, I, you know, I think, uh, you know, I mean, except for probably one of the teams, uh, look at how they draft. I mean, Ozzie Newsom could go in the Hall of Fame as a player and as a GM. The Steelers have had the great quarterback ridden him. And, uh, you know, the Bengals have had a little bit of everything. They've had franchise quarterbacks. They've restocked their, their roster. But I think, you know, it, it gets down to, to me, the threat of the AFC North is defense. You know, you, you, you win with defense. And uh, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Cincinnati, at least for Cincinnati, ever since Mike Zimmer arrived in 08, they play good defense. And that's why they have gotten in the mix of Pittsburgh and Baltimore. They flex their muscles defensively. And I think that's... Uh, that's been the thread. Well, Butchie, we were talking to Heinz Ward a while back, and uh, he told us how much B- Pittsburgh hates Baltimore. Baltimore hates Pittsburgh. Cleveland hates everybody. So where does that leave the Bengals on the rivalry hatred meter? I would say that uh, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh are probably working pretty good right now. Uh, thanks to CBS and uh, the way the whole thing, uh, I think the way the whole, as they like to say, narrative unfolded or unraveled. Uh, in the wild card game, you know, I mean, uh, the last two times they've played, it's looked like a, uh, it's looked like an old-fashioned Adams Division hockey game, you know, between <laughs> the Bruins and the Canadians or the Bruins and the Sabers. There's more guys in the penalty box than on the field, so uh, you know, you got a little bit of everything. Yeah, there you got the great quarterback. You got in Roethlisberger. Dalton's Dalton had a Pro Bowl year. You got the great receivers in Brown and and in uh, Brown and uh, uh, AJ Green and. Uh, Defensively, you get you know really fine young players and uh, perfect and, and Shazier and uh, all the stuff with perfect at the end and Shazier at the end. I mean, hell, it's got everything. Y'all, you know, I mean, they're 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 fighting every year for a playoff spot or or, or the title, and uh, the towns are close. Hell, the Bengals are coached by a guy from Pittsburgh. I mean, and now they get maybe Montez Perfect might have been the most hated guy ever in Pittsburgh, but I don't know. They just they just hired Jim Haslam as a linebacker's coach. And <laughs> Haslam's, still, Haslam's still hated for kicking in Terry Bradshaw's head, so uh, he's a Pittsburgh guy. So, uh, you know, the fire just keeps getting bigger. <laughs> We're speaking to Jeff Hobson, Hall of Fame voter and writer for CincinnatiBengals.com, and Butchie, as we all know, uh, the Bengals, your Bengals are 0-5 in the playoffs under your current quarterbacks. That would be Andy Dalton and backup A.J. McCarron. They're 0-7 under Marvin. They haven't won a postseason game, period, since 1991. So what happens first? Ron Borges in the Pro Football Hall of Fame or a Bengals victory in January? I think we celebrated both. I think it's going to happen on the same day. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where Borges' candidacy is. Obviously, I'll be for it. But I think that, uh, you know, the one th- I mean, you know, I think you can take these things from year to year, you know, and I, and I you know, every game is a life in itself, you know. The big thing is they got to get back there. 
you know, and that, you know they could hell they could have a, they could be better than they were last year, go nine and seven and not make it, play better and yet not come out and not come out as well. So that's how good the division is. So I mean the thing is if Ford just gets in the Hall of Fame, that won't be a surprise. If the Bengals win a playoff game, I don't think that's going to be a surprise. Hell, they had Pittsburgh beat with their backup quarterback and down fifteen <laughs> to nothing in the fourth quarter. Hey, so, but you sucking up to Borges ain't going to get you anywhere, okay? <laughs> but you got to think that that's going to you got to you got to think they're close. I mean, it's not going to be a shocker. They still holds on to the ball. I mean, you know, we're uh, well. You know what Fairbanks uh, used to say in New England, Butchie? If if that? some butts, as you know, what Fairbanks used to say in New England, yeah. if some butts were candy and nuts, what a Christmas we'd have. Well, it would have been it. Would, it was a hell of a Christmas. But I'm just saying. I mean, they're built. To, you know, I mean, they're built to win now. I mean, this is their window. You know, I mean. I think, you know, they're they're obviously, you know, the last five years, they've been one of the five best teams. And I don't think, you know, I don't think anything has happened that would make them drop out of that. Jeff, speaking of that game, was there any internal fallout from that playoff meltdown against Pittsburgh? You know, 10 penalties, 142 yards, including 30 in the final 30 seconds that set up the last field goal. Was there any internal fallout? No, I think there was a lot of rallying around. There was a lot of rallying around the the campfire because I feel like, I think they feel like... uh, they didn't get a great. Uh, they didn't get a great hand uh, dealt them. You know, the NFL came out and said they screwed up the uh, touchdown. The one touchdown that Pittsburgh scored, they said they uh, that they screwed that up. Uh, the hit that Shazier laid out on Giovanni Bernard was more brutal than anything Burfecht did during the game. Uh, I think they felt pretty pretty clear about that. Joy Joey uh, Joy Porter got away with uh, being on the field. And no flag, and so I, you know, it was not good. It was not a good last, you know, minute for the Bengals. But I think they feel like it was so extraordinary and uh, such a such a battle on both sides that, you know, uh, maybe a lot of teams might have uh, blown their cork if uh, that had happened to them. Hey, Butchie, speaking of last minute, we're out of our last minute. We got to run. Thanks so much, and give our best to Marvin. You know what? He might need it in January. <laughs> Quickest nine minutes in sports right there. There you go. <laughs> that means it was good, and you were, Butchie. Thank you. Thanks, Butch. Thanks, guys. Hey, Butch. Take care. That was Hall of Fame voter Jeff Hobson from Cincinnati. Next up, that great quarterback you talked about from Pittsburgh, Ben Roethlisberger. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. To see how it works, just go to grasshopper.com. When you're a kid, monsters live under your bed. When you're a grown-up, monsters come in the mail. You know, bills. But by refinancing your mortgage with Quicken Loans, you could save hundreds of dollars each month. Money you can use to shrink those monstrous bills down to a size that's not nearly as scary. Call 800-QUICKEN or visit us at quickenloans.com. Again, that number is 800-QUICKEN. Buy in. Quicken Loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Hi, Tom Bodette with news for AARP members. Stay at Motel 6 and get great benefits like a 10% discount, free Wi-Fi, even late checkout on request. Those are a big help because members say they want to travel more. They also say they want to go on cruises. And while we have over 1,200 convenient locations, they don't float, so no help there. Book by calling 855-M6-AARP0. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you.
Hey, what's up? We love Burger King grilled dogs. They're made with 100% beef, and they're 100%. Mm. They're so good, they make us want to sing like... I can't believe it. Burger King made a grilled dog. Made with 100% beef. Flame grilled anytime you want. You can try it in classic or chili cheese. Flame grilled and made with 100% beef. Starting at just $1.99. Get a grilled dog now at participating Burger King restaurants. Flame grilling hot dogs since 2016. Price and participation vary. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. One obstacle many small businesses face is that getting the capital they need can be a difficult task. That's where Cabbage comes in. Cabbage provides simple, flexible access to a line of credit up to $100,000. They have helped 80,000 businesses with over $2 billion in funding. Go to Cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. You'll get a decision in minutes and can start using your funds immediately. Access your line from a phone or computer and only pay for what you take. Make Cabbage your first resort for business funding. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. Our next guest not only is one of the top quarterbacks in today's game, he's one of the top quarterbacks in NFL history. Ben Roethlisberger owns virtually all of Pittsburgh's passing records and has been to three Super Bowls, winning two of them. He was the league's offensive rookie of the year. He's a four-time Pro Bowler. He's the youngest quarterback to win a Super Bowl, the only quarterback in league history to throw for 500 yards twice. Phew, and the first quarterback to throw for six touchdowns in consecutive games. And guess what? Now, now he's the father of three. Ben Roethlisberger, <laughs> thanks for joining us. And congratulations on becoming a dad again. Thank you very much, first, for having me. And I think the last thing you said is probably the most impressive of all those things. Well, that's, you know, Ben, I was going to mention that because of all the accomplishments on the field, there's really nothing like witnessing the birth of your child, is there? Absolutely nothing like it. Um, truly a miracle from God. And uh, it's just fun. You know, the first two were, were so close together. And now this one and the house is a little different now having a, a real young one here. But it's uh, it, it's awesome. Well, congratulations again. And you know what? Nice touch with that Pittsburgh Penguins onesie you had on. That was cool. Um, <laughs> that ben, was we've been talking. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. And you brought them luck or they won that game that night. Um, right. Ben, we've been that's talking awesome. about the AFC North and how it's the best division in the NFL, which it is. But within that division, you have the best rivalry in the game. That's Pittsburgh-Baltimore. Outside of the Super Bowl, is there any opponent you'd rather beat? Probably not. Um, you know, I, I think – you know, now in this division, the last few years, especially, I think Cincinnati, you know, really has kind of done some uh, damage in that division, winning it, um, you know, and, and kind of getting to the, to the playoffs and, and all the rivalry that's gone on there, too. That's become, to me, almost just as big of a rivalry as us in Baltimore. We had uh, a friend of the show, Heinz Ward, on a while back, and one of the things he told us was uh, he's talking about the Baltimore, and he said, uh, as much as they hate me, I hate them. Are you on board with Hines and the hate meter when he when he thinks about the Ravens? <laughs> well, you know what? That's uh, hate, hate is such a strong word, but maybe we could say strongly dislike. Uh, <laughs> you know, but I think it's I think it's a mutual um, respect. You know, I think people just assume that there's like this hatred. You want to, you know, if you see someone off the field, you want to spit on them or trip them or what you know. But but really, there's a lot of respect. I know that I took a little bit of from some fans um, a few years ago when I had mentioned something about. Ray Lewis and I, you know, texting off the field, you know, there's, but there's such a, a mutual respect. I think, um, especially me playing for such a long time, you know, I respect Terrell Suggs. I respected, you know, Ed Reed when he was playing and, and Ray Lewis, all those guys, there's just so much respect there. But you know, when you're between the lines, it, it's no holds barred. It's, it's physical. It's nasty. I mean, you want to beat those guys at all costs. 
like I said, I hate to say hate, but uh, pretty close. <laughs> uh, speaking of Hines, uh, you know, he's up for the uh, Hall of Fame uh, this year, and Clark and I are both uh, voters, as is uh, Rick Gosselin. If you were standing in front of us and the 43 other selectors, what would you say to help his case, to help convince us that Hines belongs in the Hall of Fame? Well, I think, um, you know, if you if you turn on a football game or you think Pittsburgh Steelers, there's a few – Obviously, that, that 70s dynasty and those guys, the Mel Blunts, the, the Joe Greens, the Franco Harris, and the, the Bradshaws, those guys are obviously Pittsburgh Steelers. But when you're talking modern day, you're thinking Jerome Bettis and you're thinking Heinz Ward, you're thinking Troy Palomalo, you know, guys that, that, that epitomize Pittsburgh Steelers, epitomize the, the toughness that is the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was never really flashy, um, but he got the job done. You know, he, he wasn't afraid to – to stick his nose in there to, to, to block a linebacker if need be a defensive end if it helped a running back score a touchdown. So for me, it was about the toughness and, and obviously being um, you know the, the leader in so many categories in, in receiving. I just think that everything that he brought to the game and the knowledge of, that he brought to the football game field, um, knowing and understanding defenses, concepts, routes, you know, he, it was third and four. And he was going to get 4.1 if he had to. You know, I mean, just just <laughs> enough to get the first down because he understood the game of football. Well, speaking of toughness, we're with Pittsburgh. Ben Roethlisberger, one of the toughest players on the planet. And, Ben, I'll follow in that conversation with wide receivers. You played with two of the best in the game, and that's Heinz Ward or and Antonio Brown. But if I gave you a choice of only one, we're picking up sides, all right? And you get first choice. Which one do you choose? Wow. Uh, you know, that, that's, that's tough. And you're right. I, I have been blessed to play with a couple great ones in those two guys. And for me, I think if you look back at what Hines has done, I mean, like I said, he, he did it all. He may not have been flashy. He wasn't going to beat you with speed. Maybe he did earlier in his career a little bit. But, you know, he was going to do everything necessary to win the football game, to block, to catch the – you know, he only, may only had five catches for 15 yards, but like four of them were for first downs and the other one was for a touchdown. You know, he just knew how to play the game and knew how to play it smart. With Antonio, it's flashy. I mean, everything he does is spectacular. You get the ball in his hands, it could be a one-yard pass, and he could turn it into 50, 60, 70 in a, in, in a flash. And now he may not do all the little things that Hines would do with all the blocking. He's get, trying to get better, but, you know, he, he's going to put up unbelievable numbers. You know, I, I don't know if I could pick one over the other, but uh, I've been around Antonio for a long time, and the things he does on the football field, catching a football, are pretty spectacular. Yeah, I guess whichever one you got stuck with is pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to complain either way. <laughs> kind of switching gears a little bit, I'm wondering what advice if uh, you would offer – Carson Wentz uh, now with the Eagles. You know he came from uh, is coming from a small uh, school. You came from you know relatively speaking a similar situation. Mm-hmm. Everybody talks to the rest of us all talk about a substantial jump it is. As far as I know, you jumped right into the Super Bowl, so it wasn't much of a jump for you. But <laughs> what would you tell him? And how difficult is it to go from playing the level he was playing at into the NFL? Right. Well, ironically, we have the same agent, so I've got to spend time with him. I've got to talk to him, so I can give you a little bit of what I have told him. But, you know, I think it is a big, you know, people do make a big deal about the small school, and his school is even smaller than than the the Miami was, the Mac school. But what I think you look at is what did he do at that school? Yeah, maybe the competition level wasn't as great, but it's not like he just went out and had a winning season. He won national championships for that school, and and two or three, I I forget, I'm not exactly sure how many, but that's pretty impressive. You know, so he still played pretty well, and 
to me, when I look at these at colleges nowadays, and I don't mean any disrespect to these college programs or the college coaches, because I have the utmost respect for all those guys, but I think they're almost they're hurting quarterbacks a lot of times because of the offenses they're running. You know, they're running these systems that are, you know, a lot of screens, and they're looking over the sideline. They're not really huddling. It's all shotgun. It's you know, it's just it's not NFL football. If you look at what Carson did in college, a lot of it, you know, he, he wasn't, he's not afraid to get under center. He did it. You know, he can drop back and pass. He can do the play action stuff. He can do the boots and nakeds and things you just don't see a lot of in typical college football for the most part. There are still teams that do it. But uh, I think that he's as prepared as anybody because of the type of system he played in and, and the work that he put in to get himself NFL ready. Well, Ben, I remember when you were a rookie and, and following what Ron said, uh, and you had to jump in there after Tommy Maddox went down. You then won, I think it was all 13 regular season starts, and you made it look so easy, um, you know, and, and you got into the playoffs, and it just looked easy. But it, it couldn't have been as easy as it looked. Um, so what was what was the biggest hurdle for you? You know, you're right. It wasn't easy. I, I was so blessed to have a great football team around me. Obviously, the how good our defense was, and then offensively, we had a great running game with Jerome and, um, you know, obviously Hines and Plex and a lot of those guys out there helping me uh, catch the ball. So they made life a lot easier on, on me, but – uh, to me, it's the speed of the game. Uh, you know, I think people talk about the rookie wall, and usually it comes, you know, week seven, eight, nine, ten, somewhere in there. And, you know, it, it's hard because you go straight from playing college football, which is 12, 14 games, however many games they play now, right into training for the draft, right into a team, you know, to, to training camp, right to the team. So, really, there's like two years of, of nonstop football, no breaks, your legs aren't resting, your arms not resting. So to make that jump, and then you're jumping not only because you're physically exhausted, but you're playing against superior athletes and superior men. I mean, you're you're going from playing with, you know, these college guys. They can say they're men, but but until you get to the NFL, that those are men, you know, and and that that's a it's a big jump. And so that's to me the 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 biggest thing is to while your body's still worn down to to make a jump to a bigger, faster league. Uh, when you came in the league, of course, anybody who comes to Pittsburgh is a shadow of Terry Bradshaw. Now, of course, the next guy is going to be a shadow of you and Terry uh, Bradshaw. How equipped were you uh, to deal with that when you got there, or did you even know it was going to uh, be like that? It ha- Everything happened for me so fast, I didn't have time to think about it. Yeah, I was you know, the first-round pick, but even when you're drafted right away, I think there's – you know, my, my old college coach, Coach Hepner, used to always say, you never want to be the guy that replaced the guy. You want to be the guy that replaced the guy that replaced the guy. <laughs> you know, so I know it's crazy <laughs> right. that sounds, but I wasn't trying to be like Terry. I mean, to me, Terry won four Super Bowls. He should be considered one of the greatest of all time because, to me, it's measured on championships. Hey, Ben, we've got to run, and I know you do too, but thanks for the time and best of luck with the season. And you know what? Good luck sleeping through the night with that new baby. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Enjoy the conversation. Thanks, thanks ben. ben. That was Pittsburgh's Ben Roethlisberger. Up next, why Herschel Walker should be in the Hall of Fame conversation. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Here's an idea. Instead of waiting for your boss to give you a raise, give yourself one. It's easier than you think. By refinancing your mortgage with Quicken Loans, you could add hundreds of dollars each month to your bottom line. Like a boss. To learn how, call 800-QUICKEN or visit us at quickenloans.com. Again, that number is 800-QUICKEN. Quicken Loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. That's not an alarm. It's a wake-up call. The 2016 Road Glide Special. With a powerful, high-output twin-cam 103 engine, big-time braking power, and Harley-Davidson Project Rushmore technology from fairing to fender. It's time to take one for a ride. 
and start living your legend today. Wake up. Your dream starts today at your Harley Davidson dealer. Live your legend. Hey, what's up? We love Burger King grilled dogs. They're made with 100% beef and they're 100%. Mm. They're so good, they make us want to sing like... I can't believe it. Burger King made a grilled dog. Made with 100% beef. Flame grilled anytime you want. You can try it in classic or chili cheese. Flame grilled and made with 100% beef. Starting at just $1.99. Get a grilled dog now at participating Burger King restaurants. Flame grilling hot dogs since 2016. Price and participation vary. This Father's Day, get your dad the gift of music at Guitar Center. With a Williams 88-key digital piano for just $169, a Mapex piccolo snare, or a cord of a ukulele, your choice just $49. Get a five-pack of Honor harmonicas for just $15. Or get a free $10 promo e-gift card with every $50 Guitar Center e-gift card you buy from now until June 18th. For terms and conditions, go to GuitarCenter.com. This Father's Day, celebrate the musician you call dad at Guitar Center, in-store or online. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. Hey, Ron Borges. Yes, sir. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means if you call 15 minutes ago, you'd be a lot more wealthier than you are right now. You got it. You should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Ron Borges said so, so go. And where you should also go? MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly, log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Hey, guys, there was an interesting announcement this week from the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, they said that the Hunt slash Casterline Pro Football Hall of Fame card collection is going to open in Canton in July. Um, apparently, according to the press release, they're the rarest, most valuable, and most significant cards of a 300,000-piece collection owned by Dan Hunt, president of the Dallas Football Club and son of Lamar, and Frank Casterline, who's his partner. And also quoting that announcement, uh, the cards date back to 1888. And they're going to be shown in a one-of-a-kind exhibit, which is appropriate because, of course, the Hall of Fame is for one-of-a-kind individuals like like our own Rick Goslin, inducted into the Hall in 2004. Gentlemen, we all had baseball cards that our moms threw away after we went off to college. You know, I still have a passing interest. I have a box of cards somewhere in my closet that I've collected over the years from the 70s, 80s, 90s. You know, I might buy a pack of cards a year and throw them in a box, and someday I'll open them up and see if there are any valuable rookie cars there to supplement my retirement. I'm looking forward to seeing the exhibit, though, when I go back to Canton this August. You know, when we were kids, we'd keep them in a shoebox, you know, have the rubber band around them, put half of them on your bicycle. I didn't have a bicycle, so spokes, spokes. Steal, to steal somebody right. else's bicycle. And, <laughs> you know, it, uh, what do you do with 300,000 cars? How do you look at those things? But again, like, sit there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But do you think, like... You know, the Dan Hunt is sitting there. He's got him in plastic sleeves. and He's, like, flipping over him. Oh, hey, look at that. There's Otto Graham. Uh, <laughs> so you kind of wonder, like, what do you do with 300,000 cards? You know? Hey, Ron, any chance we're going to find a Stan Jones card in there? <laughs> Stan Jones, who, who made it into the Hall of Fame and went to find his rookie card <laughs> in a shop, was looking in the stars, and the guy said, who are you looking for? He said, Stan Jones. 
What position do he play? He said guard. And the guy said, well, he'll be in the comments. And Stan said, what are you talking about? He's in the Hall of Fame. Well, I don't know what he halls he's in, but here he's in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, someone whose card who could be in the Hall of Fame is a guy I wrote about this week. Someone I think is Hall of Fame worthy, at least in the discussion, should be in discussion. That's former running back Herschel Walker. Uh, you look at his pro football numbers, and I said pro football numbers and honestly guys they're astounding i mean over twenty-five thousand all-purpose yards and over 2400 yards rushing in one season a pro football record a year by the way where it produced over four thousand yards in offense yeah astounding is what i said so i know what you're saying okay yeah okay that was the usfl and you know what you're right but the last time i checked this isn't the nfl hall of fame we're talking about it's the pro football hall of fame and yes the usfl qualifies as a pro football League. In fact, he gave us Hall of Famers like Reggie White, Steve Young, Jim Kelly, Gary Zimmerman. And he gave us Herschel Walker, who twice led that league. The USFL in Russian was named to the all-time team. Then went to the NFL, where he produced over 18,000 all-purpose yards, which, in fact, put him second on the all-time list when he retired. He's the only player in league history to produce over 4,000 yards in Russian, receiving a kickoff returns. He's the only player in league history to have a 90-plus yard run, a 90-plus yard catch, and a 90-plus yard kickoff return in the same year. You know what? He's the only player in league history to have an 86-plus yard touchdown catch and an 86-plus yard touchdown run in the same game, too. I mean, Herschel Walker has said he belongs in the Hall of Fame because he played, as he put it, every aspect of the game. And you know, he's right. And he played it well. I, I don't know that that makes him qualified. However, I mean, Roger Craig can make the same point. He's not in. But Roger Craig at least is in the conversation. And Herschel Walker should be, too. Not because of what he did in the NFL, but because of what he did in the NFL and USFL. As I said, this is the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And Herschel Walker is Pro Football Hall of Famous. Clark, how much do you think that failure to deliver a title in Minnesota hurt him in light of the steep price the Vikings paid for services? Goose, I'm not so sure it was the, the championship that hurt him. I, I think that trade did more damage than anything, just the trade, because every time there's a lopsided deal, you know what happens. People bring up the 1989 Herschel Walker deal. And that planted the seeds for your Dallas Cowboys, uh, those Super Bowl teams in the 1990s. People always say, oh, worst deal ever? Herschel Walker. I mean, they gave up, what, five players and eight draft picks, something like that. Gave away a ton. But uh, So there's a negative connotation with his name. But I'll tell you something, Goose. Minnesota made the deal for a reason. It believed Herschel Walker was a great player. You know what? He was. That's the two-minute warning. That sound you just heard means we're going to our two-minute drill where I ask Rick and Ron answer, and Derek Burns, our producer, runs the clock. So, guys, let's get started. Which of those Hall of Fame cards would you look for first, Goose? Dick Stanfield and Les Richter, the only two players who had to wait 50 years to get a bust. Whoa. Red Granger's rookie card, if he has one, the NFL's first star. Robert Kraft celebrated his 75th birthday with 300 guests. Where was Ron? Parking the cars and very likely deflating the tires. <laughs> I was checking my mailbox for the lost invitation. Aaron Rodgers says he's going to remove dairy products from his diet. How's this going to go over with cheese heads? As long as Rodgers doesn't vow to cut out Lombardi trophies from the diet, cheese head will be fine. It went over like a lead block of sharp cheddar. <laughs> hey, if ABBA can reunite for one night, ABBA, if they can reunite for one night, why can't Kraft and Roger Goodell? Because to quote ABBA, quote, the winner takes all. Right now, Goodell's the winner. Well, my friend, Mr. T, pity the fool. They have for many nights and many millions of dollars. Brock Osweiler chose practice over reception at the White House. Why? That was Peyton Manning's team at the White House, not his. He didn't think his Make America Great cap would go over too well at the Obama House. 
Marshawn Lynch swears he's finished with football. So why should we believe him? Because he's talking. When he plays, he doesn't talk. Look, he played like he was semi-retired last year. Eugene Monroe wants the NFL to remove marijuana from its banned substances list. What are the chances he gets his wish? If, if he was a franchise quarterback, a stand offensive lineman, I think his chances would be pretty good. I think it's better than you think, because the owners are tired of losing players to an activity that's legal in more than half the states. Complete the sentence, guys. Without Muhammad Ali, there would be no what in the NFL? Spiking of the football, end zone celebration, and chest thumping. No celebrations of self. Cam Newton's dap is the only thing I can't forgive Ali for. <laughs> Worst combination, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, Aqib Tlaib and strip joints, or Johnny Manziel and Common Sense? The only one of real physical danger to himself, Tlaib. Let me give you another option. Aqib Tlaib and the Second Amendment. <laughs> Speaking of Tlaib, guys, he says he was too drunk to know what happened when he got shot. So what happened? I don't know. Let's ask Plaxico Burris. <laughs> it's obvious. He got loaded, then he unloaded. <laughs> The Pro Bowl likely is rolling back to an AFC-NFC format, and your reaction is? I don't watch the Pro Bowl, so I didn't realize they even changed the format. My reaction is simple, Clark. Flat line. (laughs) That is the end of our first hour. When we return, we'll talk to our favorite historian, John Turney, as well as hear from Hall of Famer Bill Polian and Baltimore's John Harbaugh. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly, and whose computer doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to cure what may be ailing your PC. That's MyCleanPC.com. Hey, what's up? We love Burger King grilled dogs. They're made with 100% beef, and they're 100%. Mm. They're so good, they make us want to sing like... I can't believe it. Burger King made a grilled dog. Made with 100% beef. Flame grilled anytime you want. You can try it in classic or chili cheese. Flame grilled and made with 100% beef. Starting at just $1.99. Get a grilled dog now at participating Burger King restaurants. Flame grilling hot dogs since 2016. Price and participation vary. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. One obstacle many small businesses face is that getting the capital they need can be a difficult task. That's where Cabbage comes in. Cabbage provides simple, flexible access to a line of credit up to $100,000. They have helped 80,000 businesses with over $2 billion in funding. Go to Cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. You'll get a decision in minutes and can start using your funds immediately. Access your line from a phone or computer and only pay for what you take. Make Cabbage your first resort for business funding. When you're a kid, monsters live under your bed. When you're a grown-up, monsters come in the mail. You know, bills. But by refinancing your mortgage with Quicken Loans, you could save hundreds of dollars each month. Money you can use to shrink those monstrous bills down to a size that's not nearly as scary. Call 800-QUICKEN or visit us at quickenloans.com. Again, that number is 800-QUICKEN. Buy in. Quicken Loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Geico presents Kathy, the candid real estate agent. Now in the living room, you'll see this beautiful bay window. It's energy efficient and lets in a ton of natural light. It will also let in a thief when you leave it unlocked and he'll steal your laptop and flat screen TV. (laughs) Now who wants to see the kitchen? It's hard to know all that comes with renting a home or apartment. That's why the GEICO Insurance Agency makes getting covered for personal property loss and damage quick and easy. Visit GEICO.com and see how affordable renter's insurance can be. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. 
should know by now the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. So within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing that computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Well, welcome back to the second hour of the Talk of Fame Network, where today we serve as the AFC North Chamber of Commerce. Yes, we're talking about that division as the best in the game. And we'll have more on that in this hour as we talk with historian John Turney, the Pro Football Journal, and hear from the Ravens, John Harbaugh. But first, guys, I notice it seems like the NFL's awakening to what we reported last year, which is the need for a developmental league, particularly a spring developmental league. Now, Goose, I know you and I were in Canton last September, and we sat down with Hall of Famer Bill Pauline. You remember that, Goose? Yeah, he's not alone, though. You know, I've been thumping this tub since the demise of NFL Europe. You know, players get better by playing. You know, throwing 80 passes in a meaningless August exhibition games won't accelerate anyone's development. This league has a crying need for quarterbacks, blockers, and cornerbacks, and a spring developmental league would be the answer. Put them in game situations in front of crowds with full contact at game speed. That's how they get better. Polling is one of the few who seem to understand that. Well, some of that conversation we had with him, we aired for you in September, and you know what, we'd like to air it again. So Derek, if you can, let's hear what Bill Polian, Hall of Famer Bill Polian, said about a spring developmental league. Is there a place for spring football today? Do you think there's a place for a spring league today? Yeah, I believe unequivocally there is. Uh, I don't know if there's, if the startup cost is something outside of the NFL that can be justified, or even if the expertise outside of the NFL is there to get it going under NFL auspices in some way, shape, or form, I think there's, I think it's a slam dunk myself. As a developmental league? Yes, as a developmental league. Now, you know, there's lots of uh, details that have to be taken care of, particularly with the Players Association as to how contracts would be treated, um, you know, what, what players would be eligible, things of that nature. And the alternative, quite honestly, for the NFL is to expand the practice squad. Right. Which is which is probably maybe in the minds of some more viable, both economically and, and, and perhaps even artistically. But absent that, there is no question that we need offensive line development. There is no question that we need quarterback development. There is no question that we need um, overall development of receivers, given the fact that, that of all skilled people really on the offensive side of the ball, given the fact that the spread is so different from what we play at the NFL level. So kids coming in from college are at a huge disadvantage, and especially in the sense that we now have so many fewer practices uh, than we did in the past. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it's certainly viable. I think it's viable on an economical basis. I think you can do it in a, in a, in a way that, that makes sense financially without a, a much more of an investment, really, than the owners made in the Europe League. Um, and, and, you, and obviously, there's a place for it to be shown on television by the NFL Network, if nowhere else. Yeah, Clark, I, th- I think the league itself should be proactive after the draft. Sign players to league contracts, not individual team contracts and spend the spring developing, play a 10-game schedule. And then if an NFL team signs a player out of that league for training camp, that team must compensate the league for the thirty dollars or $40,000 invested in developing the player. And the NFL has this cockeyed belief that the only way to develop a player is in an NFL camp. That's what killed the NFL Europe. Yeah, you know, I, can, I can see why they need that money, because, you know, they are a nonprofit operation, so they can... <laughs> <laughs> 
Jeez, they're unbelievable. Uh, look, the NFL is the only sport that doesn't have its own developmental league of some sort or other. MLB and the NHL, obviously, they have their minor league systems. The NBA uh, yeah, has Yeah, they the do, Ron. League. It's called the Jacksonville Jags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. NBA has the uh, aptly named D-League. Uh, the NFL has college football and the Bloomfield Rams, who did give them Unitas back in the day. Uh, <laughs> you know, Europe, I think, served the, the purpose quite well, uh, and I still get, I think it's still the best place to do it because it serves a couple purposes. They create some new fans and sell T-shirts and hats and all that stuff that they really are trying to sell, uh, while at the same time training not only young players but also young referees, coaches. And uh, to me, they're they're crazy not to do that. Or take over one of these 112 arena leagues that are all over the place and turn one of them into an outdoor arena league. In other words, a real league. Uh, but they should uh, do something because I think we all know, all three of us, that Kurt Warner is not the exception to the rule in terms of potentially great players and talents who slip through the cracks early in their careers. Goose, so what do you think the chances of something like this actually happening are? I think a spring development league has to happen. You know, for the good of football, this is a quarterback league and that pipeline is starting to run dry. The NFL needs a spring league to again produce, like Ron said, the Kerr Warners, the Jake DeLomes, and the Brad Johnsons, guys that have taken team Super Bowls. They learned how to play quarterback in a developmental league in Europe. Well, speaking of spring developments, there was a development in Las Vegas this week that might make the Raiders spring to Las Vegas. You like that segue, Ron? You like that? I like that. Very <laughs> Okay. Well, that's why you are who you are. That's oh, why I, I got to sit down. I'm talking I got to lie down that. here for a second. Listen to that. <laughs> talking about an offer from Sapphire. Yes, Sapphire, a strip club that maybe meh, maybe Akib Talib can tell us about now that he's out of the hospital. Anyway, the people at Sapphire are offering free limo rides and lap dances to any and all of the Raiders if they move to Las Vegas. Now, Ron. I'm sure this one warms the heart of former Raiders executive and friend of the show, Amy Trask. <laughs> I'm sure it probably does not uh, in her particular case, but I can think of a few hundred uh, Raiders who would have saved a lot of cash back in the day when I was around the team there if they had a similar setup in Oakland. Uh, you know, look, what more does the NFL want? The town has opened not only its arms, but now it's clothing to embrace the NFL. <laughs> What more do you want? They're going to build you a stadium and give you a free lap dance. I mean, what else is there in life? What are you kidding me? It's just a matter of time before Jerry Jones pulls up in the cowboy bus with Blandino in the back and says, uh, you know, how about us? <laughs> so, Goose Man, you're Mark Davis. You on that first plane to Vegas? Oh, he'll have to fly standby because there will be a lot of Raiders who have already booked that flight. A <laughs> stampede. Uh, Ron, I know you're probably already there, right? At least your mind's out. You're already there. Believe it. Um, it seems to me this is a piece of marketing genius by the people at Sapphire. Now, I never heard of the place before, but I'll tell you what. I know of it now. You're a rival owner, Ronnie. What are you going to do? I'm talking about a rival owner of a establishment, a business, yeah. a strip club, whatever. We like to call it a gentleman's club. Gentleman's club. What are you going to do to top this? Well, there's all kinds of marketing possibilities. Uh, you could have a breakfast special, steak and legs. Perfect. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you got, you know, bring in, you know, free lap dances. If you're bringing a laptop and you're watching video of your next opponent, there's a million things you can do. It'd be perfect. In fact, you could probably get some laptop making company to, uh, to sign on as a co-sponsor of the entire event. It would be oh. great. Well, hey, Gooseman, you know, I saw where Mark Davis, speaking of Mark Davis, because I asked you earlier about would you be on the flight already. Uh, early in the week, he said his focus 
is already on taking the Raiders there. Do you think he knew something about this before we did? No, Clark. Las Vegas was talking stadiums to Davis long before the city started talking lap dances. You know, if the city builds a stadium, something no other city in California will do, the Raiders will be in Las Vegas with or without any other perks. Ronnie, one last one here because I can't let this one go easily. But uh, as a football guy, yes, sir. wouldn't free lap dances cut into film study? No, because now you got the you, you, everything's on your laptop. Laptop, lap dance, it's all in one motion. It'll be great. In fact, you know, you get in the lap dance, you, you got a place to put your laptop. <laughs> okay. You can study and have a little relaxation at the same time. Well, what do they call it? What are these young kids called? Multitasking. Multitasking. Um, let's move from Las Vegas to Washington, guys. Uh, the Broncos visit the White House this week, which is nothing new for an NFL champion. But what is is that wide receiver Demarius Thomas had a private 45-second conversation with the President of the United States. And in that conversation, he thanked him for granting his mother, who was jailed for cocaine distribution, clemency from jail. And I think that's great. But then Demarius Thomas said, yes, if the president could look into his grandmother's situation, too. Now, she's in jail for drug trafficking and serving a life sentence. Hey, Goose, don't you follow this one under uh, knowing you got a break and don't get greedy? Probably the best 45 seconds Demarius Thomas has had in the last year. <laughs> Look, here's the way I see it. Clark, you got two options here. What do you think could sell better in most parts of America? Free granny or free Brady? Free Brady! <laughs> <laughs> well, I know where you live. It'd be free Brady. And where it I live, would, it would be too. Everybody sells, it's free granny. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> well, hey, Goose, going back to it, let me ask you that question again. Don't you know when you get lucky and don't get greedy? Yes or no? Well, if, if Obama granted the first clemency, push for the second. Yeah. Okay. Well, he pushed. But look, she could have been running a drug cartel. She wouldn't have got that much time. I mean, it's like, come on. She's a little well, old lady. Of hey, Ron, speaking of time, yeah, we're out of it. Earlier I said John Turney, Pro Football Journal, is coming up, and he is right after this. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Free Brady! That's not an alarm. It's a wake-up call. The 2016 Road Glide Special. With a powerful, high-output twin-cam 103 engine, big-time braking power, and Harley-Davidson Project Rushmore technology from fairing to fender. It's time to take one for a ride and start living your legend today. Wake up. Your dream starts today at your Harley-Davidson dealer. Live your legend. Hey, what's up? We love Burger King Grilled Dogs. They're made with 100% beef, and they're 100%. They're so good, they make us want to sing like... I can't believe it. Burger King made a grilled dog. Made with 100% beef. Flame grilled anytime you want. You can try it in classic or chili cheese. Flame grilled and made with 100% beef. Starting at just $1.99. Get a grilled dog now at participating Burger King restaurants. Flame grilling hot dogs since 2016. Price and participation vary. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. One obstacle many small businesses face is that getting the capital they need can be a difficult task. That's where Cabbage comes in. Cabbage provides simple, flexible access to a line of credit up to $100,000. They have helped 80,000 businesses with over $2 billion in funding. Go to Cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. You'll get a decision in minutes and can start using your funds immediately. Access your line from a phone or computer and only pay for what you take. Make Cabbage your first resort for business funding.
Hi, Tom Bodette with news for AARP members. Stay at Motel 6 and get great benefits like a 10% discount, free Wi-Fi, even late checkout on request. Those are a big help because members say they want to travel more. They also say they want to go on cruises. And while we have over 1,200 convenient locations, they don't float, so no help there. Book by calling 855-M6-AARP-0. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Geico presents Kathy, the candid real estate agent. Now in the living room, you'll see this beautiful bay window. It's energy efficient and lets in a ton of natural light. It will also let in a thief when you leave it unlocked and he'll steal your laptop and flat screen TV. (laughs) Now who wants to see the kitchen? It's hard to know all that comes with renting a home or apartment. That's why the Geico Insurance Agency makes getting covered for personal property loss and damage quick and easy. Visit Geico.com and see how affordable renter's insurance can be. There's a reason why so many celebrities use Proactive. Their faces are their money. And it's time for you to get it because Proactive has set up a special 800 number. For just $19.95, you'll get Proactive and a rotating deep cleansing brush. A $45 value, yours free. For only $19.95, you're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or your money back. Here's the number, 1-800-644-5944. Call now for a lifetime of beautiful skin. 1-800-644-5944. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, log on to MyCleanPC.com for what kind of diagnosis, Ron? Free, the only kind that counts. That's right. He's right. Free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing that computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. As we like to do every four or five weeks, we welcome in our resident historian. That would be John Turney, Pro Football Journal. John's a frequent contributor to our site, and that site is talkoffamenetwork.com. And he's becoming a frequent guest on this show, thankfully, which is just how we like it. John, great to have you back. Thanks. Thanks. I appreciate it very much. Hey, John, this week, of course, uh, we celebrated the 72nd anniversary of D-Day, which happened June 6th. 1944 and to mark that occasion you posted a story on your website profootballjournal.com of of four hall of famers who participated in the in that event you want to tell us about it well yeah it wasn't um, you know it wasn't original research it was something that, that people have written before and i just wanted to feature the colorizations that we had done to to kind of depict them in ways that folks probably hadn't seen them before but uh, not all of them saw heavy action, but two of them did. Uh, Frank Gatsky uh, saw quite a bit of action and uh, was with was with Patton's Third Army attached to that. And uh, I believe he he went in right on D-Day or D-Day plus one, and had to had to fight his go through the the beach and meet with his unit and so forth. And then probably Pete Pihos um, had a, had a pretty tough go as well, as as. We wrote about it. I tried to find a few more stories, and, and surprisingly, this is something I'm going to try to do in the future. There's there's little known in the, the sports literature about what they actually did and, and so forth, but there's lots of military history that I want to dig into and find the, the units they were attached to, where they went, and so forth. So we found it compelling, and I wanted to at least give them a shout-out, although it wasn't as in-depth as I uh, wanted it to be. John, what can you tell us about the 23 NFL players who died in World War II? Any interesting stories there? 
Yeah, there, there's one that really stood out to me. And as you probably know or you've, you've read, there were uh, 638 NFL players who, who were in the military during World War II. Uh, 355 of them were commissioned officers. Um, 66 were decorated. And as you mentioned, uh, 23 lost their lives. The one I've seen play the most is Al Blazes. And TJ Troop and, and I and Nick Webster and all, we've, we've watched this guy play. Unfortunately, there were several full games from 1943. And for those who aren't familiar, he was a track athlete, went to Georgetown, was one of the best shot putters in the world. He, 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 could, he just was unbelievably big and strong for his day. He was 6'5 and a half, 250 pounds, and as a track athlete, he trained his legs as well as his arms, and so he could run really well. But he was throwing a, he threw a, a 16-pound shot unofficially 60 feet. Well, he threw it 60 feet, but it was an unofficial world record. But he was going neck and neck with the, the people who were the best in the world, and he would have been a likely gold medal winner had it not been for World War II or a silver medal winner. So this is a guy who could do a lot. He uh, was all pro. There was a, actually a Pro Bowl game in 42. He made that in 43. He was a consensus all pro. He was a right tackle, both on offense and defense, but it was a 6-2 defense, so that means he was really playing over a tackle, what we would call a defensive end. The defensive ends back then is what we would call a linebacker today, but he was, he was tall, and the games I saw, he could really get in Sammy Baugh's face, and, and TJ and I agreed that had there been a defensive player of the year, it would have been him. So here he is, a great football player. He wants to go into the Army. And he's denied he has to fight for it because there's, there's height limitations. You can't go into the Navy if you're six five and a half. You can't go into the Army Air Corps. And in the Army, you're limited because you can't fit into tanks and things like that. But he finally petitioned and, and got in. And, and sadly, six weeks after he, he joined the military and he got out of training, where he, he threw a grenade, if you can believe it, 94 yards. <laughs> which is three times the average of what an average soldier could do and just obliterated what the record was. I can't imagine throwing a grenade 95 yards. <laughs> Shows you what kind of power this man had. But on his first patrol, he was... A, he was. A, if, if folks out there are familiar with the Battle of the Bulge, and I'm certainly no expert, but we had, we had thought that there wasn't much protecting the Rhine Valley and, and the American and Allied forces were going to go in but the Germans had fortified. But one of the things that had to be done is take out some of these machine gunners that were on trails that were protecting the Rhine Valley. And Al Blazes was the lieutenant, and he took nine men on a patrol to try to take out a, a machine gun nest. And they were gone for four hours. They came back, and there were uh, two missing. So Al Blazes, on his own, as the lieutenant, went out to look for two of them, and he disappeared into the fog. And those who remember it said all he heard was a burst of machine gun fire, and he never returned. And that was one of the first battles of the, the Battle of the Bulge, when we realized that, hey, there may be more than just a few machine gun nests protecting the, the Rhine Valley. It's interesting you mentioned the Battle of Bulge, because uh, as you probably know, Gino Marchetti, of course, fought in the Battle of Bulge when I believe he was 18 years old. Is that something else you're going to look into? Is this some research uh, as it relates to World War II that you're going to get into pretty deeply? Yeah, well, I, I interviewed Gino about that, and Gino, if you've talked to him, is very modest about what his service was, although it was not modest. He was one of the replacements that came in after the Battle of the Bulge had started, so he said he wasn't in the real thick of it, but he was a, a 
a big kid. He was a machine gunner as well. He says it was because he was big enough to carry the damn thing. If you've seen those war movies, which is all I really have seen, in the, the footage, it's a big 50 caliber machine gun that somebody strong had to carry. But he said there were times he had to dive in their nest and avoid uh, getting shot. So he saw some action as well, yes. So Gino was involved in that, the Battle of the Bulge at the, the back end of it. And Al Blazas was at the very tip of the spear of that. We're speaking with historian John Turney, the Pro Football Journal. You can reach John at at NFL underscore journal. And, John, we're highlighting the AFC North today as the league's toughest division. Two-question or two-part question for you. A, do you agree with that assessment? And B, because you're a football historian, is there another division in history you'd compare it to? Well, I, I would have to look at it a little closer, but for a one-year, one, one division you might want to look at was the 1975 AFC Central. That was the year with the Steelers, and the Bengals who went to the playoffs, and the Oilers were 10-4. and four. The only two teams that the Oilers lost to were the Steelers and the Bengals, who were 11-3 and three and 12-2. and two. So That was a pretty strong division, and then I believe the Browns were 6-8 and eight following up. So that was a pretty tough one. And the NFC East in the mid-90s, 1995, had some really tough competition. Uh, the Cowboys and the Giants were strong with uh, Dan Reeves as the coach. And there was a resurgence of the Eagles, as you well know. And, and the Cardinals were, were kind of the ones that were behind a little bit. And the Redskins could beat a lot of folks at that time as well. So I would agree right now, from what it looks like on paper, the AFC North is. But I just have a, a special place in my heart for the 75 AFC Central. I thought uh, the NFC East, 90-93, three different teams won four consecutive Super Bowls. I put that as the bar for myself. Yeah, that, yeah, and I, in '93 was probably the strongest, uh, you know. As a, and, and even like you said, the well, as I said, that the Cardinals could beat those teams once in a while. At least they gave those teams a fit with Fritz Schirmer and that big nickel defense in '93. Sure. Hey, John, thanks. And you know what? We'll uh, look for you in July when we're back on the air. Thanks. I'll be here. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. Thanks, thanks much. John. That was John Turney, historian for Pro Football Journal. Next, we're going to slice, splice, and dice the AFC North to uncover what makes it the best division in pro football. It's the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly, and whose computer doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to cure what may be ailing your PC. That's MyCleanPC.com. Progressive presents Mindflowness with Flow. Picture it. Your car and home insurance are perfectly bundled. You're saving loads of money, and life is so much easier. You exist in a heightened state of easy peasiness. Life is as easy as it is peasy, as peasy as it is easy. Experience oneness. Bundle home and auto insurance with Progressive. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. One obstacle many small businesses face is that getting the capital they need can be a difficult task. That's where Cabbage comes in. Cabbage provides simple, flexible access to a line of credit up to $100,000. They have helped 80,000 businesses with over $2 billion in funding. Go to Cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. You'll get a decision in minutes and can start using your funds immediately. Access your line from a phone or computer and only pay for what you take. Make Cabbage your first resort for business funding. Hey, what's up? We love Burger King Grilled Dogs. They're made with 100% beef, and they're 100%. They're so good, they make us want to sing like... I can't believe it. Burger King made a grilled dog. Made with 100% beef. Flame grilled anytime you want. 
You can try it in classic or chili cheese. Flame grilled and made with 100% beef, starting at just $1.99. Get a grilled dog now at participating Burger King restaurants. Flame grilling hot dogs since 2016. Price and participation vary. This Father's Day, get your dad the gift of music at Guitar Center. With a Williams 88-key digital piano for just $169, a Mapex piccolo snare, or a Cordoba ukulele, your choice just $49. Get a five-pack of Honer harmonicas for just $15, or get a free $10 promo e-gift card with every $50 Guitar Center e-gift card you buy from now until June 18th. For terms and conditions, go to GuitarCenter.com. This Father's Day, celebrate the musician you call dad at Guitar Center, in-store or online. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. Ron, I'm going to ask you this question again. Yes, sir. What's it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means in less than 15 minutes, you could have been a rich man if you had already called. <laughs> That's right. So go to Geico.com. You know what? You should have gone 15 minutes ago. You should have gone to MyCleanPC.com, too, because if your computer runs slowly, you can log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free, yes, free diagnosis. Within minutes... Best kind. The best kind is right. And within minutes, Ron, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing that computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We spoke to Pittsburgh's Ben Roethlisberger earlier about the AFC North, as well as the Steelers' toughest opponents within that division. And there's no doubt in our minds, at least, as you've heard on the show, that it's the best division in football. I mean, it has outstanding teams. Uh, There are two or more playoff teams in seven of the last eight years out of that division. It has outstanding coaches, Marvin Lewis, John Harbaugh, and Mike Tomlin, each on the job for nine or more seasons. Yeah, and that's a lifetime in the NFL. And it has outstanding players with Roethlisberger and Joe Flacco at or near the top of the list. They've won three Super Bowls, and they've gone to four of them in the past 11 years. Goose, last week we loved L.A., right? But this week we love us some AFC North today, right? Yeah, Clark, in the last four years, three different teams have won the AFC North. The, The only other division to do that has been NFC East, and teams seem to win there by default. In the NFC North, you must win titles with superior play. Baltimore, Cincinnati, and Pittsburgh have all won the division in the last four years, and the Ravens took it a step further by winning a Super Bowl. You're right. Good coaches, good quarterbacks, good defenses. I mean, they're, they're giving you what you want to see in a, in a division. Close contests and meaningful games late in the season you know, between each other. It's kind of the polar opposite of the AFC least, uh, which has been ruled by the Patriots for 20 years and, and was similarly ruled, frankly, by the Dolphins for the 30 years prior to that, I think. So that's, you know, fun for the winner, but not for the fans, you know, of the rest of the division. Whereas in the case of the uh, AFC North, competition is really the essence of, of their game and the essence of the sports, why they hate each other. It's why they're always punching each other in the face, you know, which we like that. We like all punching in the face occasionally, you know. You know, I mean, they beat each other on the field. They beat each other up on the sidelines. They beat each other in the newspapers. Uh, and then there's the Cleveland Browns for comic relief. <laughs> Goose, I know you uh, asked a question that was at least similar to this to Jeff Hobson in our first hour. But what defines this division? I mean, is it is it Baltimore-Pittsburgh? Is it just simply black and blue play? Is it emotions like the kind Ron talks about in that uh, Pittsburgh-Cincinnati playoff game last year? What is it? I think rivalries are where it all starts. You know, Pittsburgh has an intense rivalry with Baltimore and Cleveland. 
you know, Baltimore has an intense rivalry with Cleveland over the Modell thing, as does Cincinnati. You know, that's the benefit of a geographically aligned division. Fans can get into their cars and drive to the road games. You can't do that in any other division except maybe the NFC North. Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, it's defined by uh, not so much black and blue play, Clark, as black and blue marks, uh, no question. You know, I mean, Hines Ward told us how, uh, how he hates the Ravens and the Ravens hate them, and, you know, Ben Roethlisberger was a little more circumspect being a quarterback, but you could tell on any hell he hates him too. Uh, <laughs> you know, and it's the same in the stands. The fans hate each other. You know, they drive each other off the road and everything on the way to the games. You know, it, it, it's really a throwback, you know, to, to the old days of football. I'm reminded of the Raiders and Steelers who, you know, I remember one year covering their team. The night before the game, their tight end, Bob Moore, got off a bus in front of the hotel in Pittsburgh and got beaten up by the fans that couldn't play in the game. That's a rivalry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I agree both. I mean, to me, there's nothing like it. Um, Ron, as you said, the, the Raiders and the Steelers of the 70s, uh, that's something that it's akin to. To me, it's like uh, that Duke-UNC rivalry in college basketball or the old Yankees-Red Sox in baseball. There's, there's so much going on and off the field. And, and one of the reasons I think this division is so good and that that rivalry is so good is how close these two teams are. I mean, I, I could have used John Turney's help on this, but he's gone. I mean, he, he left in the last segment, so I got to look this up on my own. And I did in 12 of the past 19 games between these two, between Baltimore and Pittsburgh, 12 of the 19, last 19 games, they've been decided by three or fewer points. Three! So when we had Baltimore's John Harbaugh on this program, if you guys remember last year, Goose, you addressed that rivalry. And you asked him, what is it about Pittsburgh that brings out the best in his players and vice versa? Great, Goose. That's kind of an interesting question. Probably all the ways that you just talked about because we're always both there. We have to deal with each other. You know, I think I'm quite sure that we watch each other in the offseason. And we watch the Browns and the Bengals, too, because they're in our division. But it's kind of been the Steelers and the Ravens, you know. And it's one of those things that doesn't last just a year or two or three. It's lasted year after year after year ever since 08 that I've been a part of it and long before that. I mean, when I first got here in 08, you know, I knew the Steelers and the Ravens was a big deal. But once I get inside, you know, with, with Jared Johnson and Ed Reed and those guys, and they kind of, I felt their emotion. We played them on Monday night there, and it was the third game of the season, and we were 2-0, and you know, and they were just, it was just a whole different feeling about, you know, Heinz Ward and Big Ben, and it was just different, and to me, it hasn't changed. It's evolved maybe, but fundamentally, it's still just as passionate or more passionate than ever, and to me, it's because we're both, we both matter. I mean, we have to win. If we want to do anything in our division, if we want to make the playoffs, if we want to have a successful season, either one of us, we have to win. It brings out the best in both teams. I mean, each of us play our best in those games, it seems like. I mean, we always get the best shot. We never get a not a great performance from them, and I feel like they probably feel the same way about us. So, it's just it's special, man, and it's not going away anytime soon. Yeah, I think the foundation of that rivalry is the ego clash between two great defenses. You know, Rod Woodson played for both teams. The Ravens had Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Chris McAllister, Terrell Suggs. Steelers had Paul Amalo, James Harrison, Joey Porter, James Ferrier. You know, that physical play on defense extended over the offense as well because both teams loved to pound the rock. The Steelers with Jerome Bettis, the Ravens with Jamal Lewis. These teams were mirror images of themselves. They set the tone for a black and blue rivalry, and that became heightened when they drafted young franchise quarterback capable of winning Super Bowls. Yeah, Goose, you're right. And I think it's about all four of these teams knowing when they play each other. But in particular, the the ones that actually win games with some regularity. <laughs> uh, hence, Browns are out. But, <laughs> but you know, it's about knowing that if you don't bring it, every time you are facing the other side, they were going to kill you. They're not just going to, you know, win the game, and then they have a little prayer fest, and then everybody shakes hands after and go to, go to the 
strip joint or wherever, uh, you know, they're going to kill you and they're going to enjoy killing you. And then they're going to talk about you all the, the all week the next time leading up to the game when you face each other. And I, I think that's part of it. They, they know it's a street, street fight and shoulder pads is what it really is most of the time. Uh, and it doesn't really, in my mind, get any better than that uh, when it comes to uh, professional football or a way to spend a Saturday night. A little street fight's good for us all. <laughs> hey, Goose, you know who's overlooked here? That's Butch Hobson's Bengals. <laughs> That's a mistake. I mean, they're the only team in this division to make the playoffs each of the past five years, and they won the division two of the last three. Of course, that's the good news. The bad? Well, they haven't won a playoff game since 1991. Yeah, but you can't win a playoff game if you don't get there. <laughs> get there enough, and you'll eventually figure out, as the Colts did under Tony Dungy, the Bengals will eventually figure it out. This is too talented a team with a quarterback still in his 20s, a defense ranked in the top five in takeaways, top 10 sacks last year, only three NFL teams rushed more touchdowns last season, Andy Dalton won his first ASC pass title. The Bengals aren't going away anytime soon. And you know, Clark, perhaps part of the reason they're 0-7 under Marvin and 0-5 under Andy Dalton in particular is that so much is taken out of them just to win the damn division. Yeah. Uh, you know, both physically and, and emotionally. That's why a guy like Perfect is perfect for this thing. You know, guy who's half out of his mind. You know, makes these tremendous plays, and then also can can do some do some things that make Marvin Lewis go out of his mind. But you know, it all sort of feeds upon uh, itself. I think that if you're going to play uh, any of those AFC North teams in the playoffs, you're just saying the rosary that they have to play each other the week before. Yeah. Because they yeah, can no, I agree with the that. Same I, I agree it takes a lot out of Moran, but you know what? Yeah. Baltimore and Pittsburgh figured it out. They got the you Super know, Bowl. Well, they may be mentally stronger, you know, I mean who who knows what it is, but but it's uh and you're right. So I, I would have to argue that maybe Cincinnati isn't as mentally strong as those two teams. Okay. Uh it was quickly, what do you what do you make of Cleveland? I mean, when do they get off the mat? Uh, they've been down for a long time. When do they get off the mat? When they find a quarterback. It's a quarterback league. You know, Otto Graham taught the Browns and the NFL in the fifties how important the quarterback position is. You know, when Hugh Jackson finds his quarterback, uh he can stop the coaching carousel in Cleveland and start winning some games, maybe championships. Apparently Goose is no RG3 fan. Anyway, we're a fan of commercials. That's where we're going right now. When we return, the Goose Man is going to tell you why parody might be working in the AFC North, but you know what? It's not working in the NFL. I'll tell you why. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly, and whose computer doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to cure what may be ailing your PC. That's MyCleanPC.com. Hey, what's up? We love Burger King Grilled Dogs. They're made with 100% beef, and they're 100%. Mm. They're so good, they make us want to sing like... I can't believe it. Burger King made a grilled dog. Made with 100% beef. Flame grilled anytime you want. You can try it in classic or chili cheese. Flame grilled and made with 100% beef. Starting at just $1.99. Get a grilled dog now at participating Burger King restaurants. Flame grilling hot dogs since 2016. Price and participation vary. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. One obstacle many small businesses face is that getting the capital they need can be a difficult task. That's where Cabbage comes in. Cabbage provides simple, flexible access to a line of credit up to $100,000. They have helped 80,000 businesses with over $2 billion in funding. Go to Cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. You'll get a decision in minutes and can start using your funds immediately. Access your line from a phone or computer and only pay for what you take. Make Cabbage your first resort for business funding. Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow. Picture it. 
Your car and home insurance are perfectly bundled. You're saving loads of money, and life is so much easier. You exist in a heightened state of easy peasiness. Life is as easy as it is peasy, as peasy as it is easy. Experience oneness. Bundle home and auto insurance with Progressive. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. The new Low Rider S. It makes the most powerful cruiser lineup in Harley-Davidson history even more powerful. So powerful that if you take one for a ride, you could win one for you and one for a friend. And that's why it's time to stop dreaming and start riding. Get started today at your Harley-Davidson dealer. Live your legend. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. 18 plus. 50 US and DC. Ends 113016. Rules at h-dd.com slash ultimate sweeps. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Hey, before we go further, Ron, you want to clarify something here? There was a tweet sure. earlier this week uh, from the NFL office. Uh, the office apparently got hacked that Roger Goodell was dead. <laughs> apparently that ain't the case. But you want to explain to our listeners what happened? Yeah, apparently a hacker got into their NFL's Twitter feed. And put up a tweet from the NFL saying they regret to inform people the 57-year-old Commissioner Roger Goodell uh, had passed on. Hashtag RIP. And <laughs> the NFL rushed in there and quickly put up a tweet saying this was not true and this was bogus. And somehow the guy hacked his way back in there a second time and said, what are you doing messing with our tweet? This <laughs> it, was, it was classic. Ron, any suspects? Yeah, Don Yee, Brady's agent. Tom Brady's agent, I think, is Don Yee. Master of disaster. Well, anyway, don't pay attention to it, people. Um, on Saturday, though, June 11th, you should pay attention to that day because that's Vince Lombardi's birthday. He was born on that day in 1913, which would make him... Hmm, Ron, do the math. Uh, 103 yeah, if you were alive today. I think, yeah. yeah. And if you were, he'd probably be coaching winning the championship somewhere. I don't know. Um, Goose, Lombardi had many, many outstanding teams, particularly in the 1960s, late 50s. But if you were to pick one, which one would it be? Without question, 62 Packers. That team had 11 Hall of Famers, and they were all in their primes. Lombardi had many of those same players on the first two Super Bowl teams, 66, 67. But that was an aging bunch by then winning on fumes. That's what people don't realize. Lombardi's worst teams were those two Super Bowl teams. That 1962 team could have beaten any team in any era. Well, Vince Lombardi, of course, is, is more than a Hall of Fame coach. He's such an important part of the game, and I'm talking about pro football, that you could find his statue outside of Lambeau Field. You ought to go there. It's, it's nice. Um, and, of course, the Super Bowl trophy is named after him. Our larger-than-life figure, however, here he is. Yes, sir, Dr. Data, a.k.a. Rick Goslin, who doesn't have a statue of himself outside of Jerry World, but who can tell us why, well, Goose, why parody isn't working in the league. You want to tell us? Yes, sir, it is not working in the NFL. The, the league is set up to provide a level playing field that allows everyone the chance to compete. The worst teams draw last-place schedules, giving them softer competition each fall. The worst teams also get to draft higher, giving them better players in each round. And then there's a salary cap, so the Packers and Patriots don't get to spend any more money fielding a team than the Browns and the Jaguars. So why aren't 32 teams competing for championships? 
The Buffalo Bills have made the playoffs since the 1990s. They're in the midst of a 16-year postseason drought with no real end in sight. The Cleveland Browns and Oakland Raiders have made the playoffs in 13 years apiece. The Rams have gone 11 seasons without making the playoffs, and the Jaguars and Buccaneers have missed the postseason for eight years in a row. The Patriots, on the other hand, have won seven consecutive AFC East crowns and 12 of the last 13. Denver has won five consecutive AFC West titles, and Green Bay has won four of the last five NFC North crowns. Indianapolis has won nine of the last 13 AFC titles. Until the NFL figures out a way to develop 32 franchise quarterbacks on a parallel track, there will be no parity. The success of teams like the Patriots, Broncos, Packers, and Colts is tied to the guy taking the snaps. The failure of teams like Buffalo, Cleveland, Oakland, Tampa Bay, and the Rams has also been tied to the guy or guys who have been taking snaps. And that's why the Rams and Eagles are willing to pay a king's ransom in April to move up in the top of the 2016 draft to select quarterbacks that those teams hope can be difference makers. The league is offering its teams parity, but what those teams need are quarterbacks. Well, I see your point, uh, but what about bad management, Goose? Uh, isn't that a factor? My dad always said there ain't no antidote to stupid. The Cardinals have always been the epitome of mismanagement over the last half century, but Kurt Warner shows up and takes him to the Super Bowl. Carson Palmer shows up and takes him to a conference title game. The Bengals have been notoriously frugal with a, many a suspect player addition, but when Ken Anderson was there, the Bengals went to Super Bowl. Boomer Sison and Andy Dalton have taken them to division titles, so a franchise quarterback can overcome even bad management. That's the two minute well, we're not going to the Super Bowl. We're going to a two-minute drill, and I'm calling the play. So, Derek, start the clock. The Dolphins' Rashad Jones says he might sit out the season in a salary dispute. How long do you give him? The first meal at training camp. I think until the first paycheck doesn't appear and the bank comes to take the house that he's sitting in. Vikings fans are upset that rookie Laquan Treadwell wore a Raiders, yes, Ron, a Raiders hat on social media. Your message to him? I tell the Viking fans to get a life and Treadwell to get a new hat, a purple one. I tell Viking fans, what do you want them to wear? One of those stupid things with the horns on coming out of the side? <laughs> Tony Romo thinks his shoulder injury was an anomaly. Goose, what do you think? The shoulder injuries may be an anomaly, but the bad football played by the Cowboys may not be. I think Tony Romo is neither a doctor or a Super Bowl quarterback. True or false, Josh Gordon plays for the Browns this year. False. Baylor guys seem to have a nose for trouble. True. Weed shortage in Ohio, I heard. If Muhammad Ali was the greatest in boxing, who's the greatest in pro football? Jim Brown never said he was the greatest. Everyone said it for him, including me. Exactly right. His pal Jim Brown, nobody ever played better or stood up for more causes. Jason Pierre-Paul, a.k.a. JPP, insists he'll stay away from fireworks on the 4th of July. So where can we find him that day? Cooking burgers on his flameless George Foreman grill. <laughs> I got better than that in a dunk tank where it's nice and wet. <laughs> the Bucks' Robert Ayers compares rookie Noah Spence to Von Miller. Whom do you compare him to? Robert Mathis, not the biggest, not the fastest, but still gets to the quarterback. Glenn Miller, keeper of the beat. <laughs> Donald Trump, Aaron Donald, or Hank Aaron? The only one of the three who's been on our show, Aaron Donald. What's the great Hank Aaron doing on that list? Donald Duck seems appropriate. Where will Dwight Freeney find his next home? Dallas. They have a shortage of pass rushers come September. At the first contender that loses a pass rusher to an Achilles. 
The UFC has banned three reporters. Yes, three reporters from covering its events for life. So how soon before the Patriots get around to banning Borges? Oh, one more Tom Brady press conference ought to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Once there was a time everything was banned in Boston, Clark. Now nothing. So I'm safe. O.J. Simpson recently was photographed smiling in prison. Why is he so happy? Because he's O.J. Simpson and the other guys behind bars are not. Because he's finally figured out who the real killer is. Buffalo's AAA farm team will have a keep Brady suspended night. So who's the featured guest? Jimmy Garoppolo. (laughs) I got a better one, Goose. Dequel Jackson. He doesn't pick off those passes. They got no deflated ball to start off with. (laughs) We'd like to thank Ben Roethlisberger, Bill Polian, John Harbaugh, Jeff Hobson, and John Turney for joining us, Derek Burns for producing us, and you for listening to us. If you'd like to hear this or any podcast, just go to our website, talkfamenetwork.com, or find us on iTunes or your podcast app. Otherwise, tune into this station at this time next week. We'll look for you then. Another reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Geico presents Kathy, the candid real estate agent. Now in the living room, you'll see this beautiful bay window. It's energy efficient and lets in a ton of natural light. It will also let in a thief when you leave it unlocked and he'll steal your laptop and flat screen TV. (laughs) Now who wants to see the kitchen? It's hard to know all that comes with renting a home or apartment. That's why the Geico Insurance Agency makes getting covered for personal property loss and damage quick and easy. Visit geico.com and see how affordable renter's insurance can be. Hi, Tom Bodette with news for AARP members. Stay at Motel 6 and get great benefits like a 10% discount, free Wi-Fi, even late checkout on request. Those are a big help because members say they want to travel more. They also say they want to go on cruises. And while we have over 1,200 convenient locations, they don't float, so no help there. Book by calling 855-M6-AARP0. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Hey, what's up? We love Burger King grilled dogs. They're made with 100% beef, and they're 100%. Beef. They're so good, they make us want to sing like... I can't believe it. Burger King made a grilled dog. Made with 100% beef. Flame grilled anytime you want. You can try it in classic or chili cheese. Flame grilled and made with 100% beef. Starting at just $1.99. Get a grilled dog now at participating Burger King restaurants. Flame grilling hot dogs since 2016. Price and participation vary. Here's an idea. Instead of waiting for your boss to give you a raise, give yourself one. It's easier than you think. By refinancing your mortgage with Quicken Loans, you could add hundreds of dollars each month to your bottom line. Like a boss. To learn how, call 800-QUICKEN or visit us at quickenloans.com. Again, that number is 800-QUICKEN. Quicken Loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030.